RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. Cease fire now. Cease fire now. Cease fire now in Gaza somehow. How many children have to die? There are no sides when their mothers cry and no real way to justify the death that comes from an evil sky cease fire Okay, what you just heard wasn't the record. It was a live, right-down-the-line rendition of part of Ceasefire Now by Joseph Arthur, American singer-songwriter and artist from Akron, Ohio, best known for his solo material. And as a member of Fistful of Mercy and RNDM, uh, he's built his reputation over the years through critically acclaimed releases and touring. His first album, Big City Secrets, was released way back in '97. He's made 16 studio albums over the years since then. Uh, the big song you might remember is In the Sun. Joseph Arthur, that was great. Thank you for beginning our chat with that bit of live and welcome to our radio station, Reality Check Radio. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. And uh, yeah, it was a, I got that harmony mic so I could do the tricky harmonies live. See? There you go. <laughs> Two mics. <That's> cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, how the hell is he doing that? <laughs> it's thinking tricks. Two separate sides of his mouth or something. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, obviously, we're going to get on to everything in a moment, but it's obvious what that's about. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting um, because it's yet another, another situation where, I mean, it reminds me of COVID, actually. Um, I don't know how much we're allowed to talk on this uh, station. We can, really. we can do, we can say what we need to say. Okay, so yeah, we're even. You know, back then, if you just raised your voice about sort of having rational concerns about what was going on, that have all panned out to be absolutely on point at this point. <clears throat> you know, you got called all kinds of names. You got canceled. You got hated. You got smeared in unbelievable ways. And I feel like we're sort of revisiting that a little bit, even with uh, concepts like peace. I mean, it's a strange twist humanity's been taking and keeps taking. Um, you know, even a few years back, the idea of free speech just seemed like something most everybody with common sense would agree was an important uh, principle to uphold. And now it seems like highly debatable. But I find this, uh, you know, what's going on in Gaza, you know, is seems uh, obviously like a genocide uh, or an attempt at, at one. And uh, I mean, I had a Jewish friend of mine call me up and say, hey, I hear you've been posting anti-Semitic stuff. And I'm just and I know you're not hateful of Jewish people. And I said, are you kidding? My heroes are Lou Reed, Bob Dylan and Leonard Cohen. They're all Jews. I love the Jews. 
I, I just am into peace, and I and and I and you can disagree with what Israel is doing, or you can disagree with Zionism without being against Jewish people. It has nothing to do with it. I, I I'm concerned with children, innocent children, basically, and and uh, so I think we need to all be able to speak out and say cease fire and say give peace a chance, even though peace. Is a naive. Who said that? <laughs> well, yeah, give peace a chance. I did a, a rendition of that recently too, but you know now that's a controversial thing to do. It's funny. Yeah, um, I guess if you reverse engineer the recent track, it's probably not surprising that you know we're debating whether peace is acceptable now. Um, that's where people are at. Uh, it, it seems to me. And I've talked to a, a number of musicians about this, that if you expect anyone to hold out uh, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of expression, you know, and all the genres, even punk rock, you know, um, it would be musicians, artists, musicians. But here you've seen, um, you know, uh, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Crosby, Stills and Nash pull their stuff off <laughs> Spotify, having great, you know, fits. Um, like I say, um uh, what Foo Fighters? I mean, there's a whole list of them. Yeah, that rage that, against the machine. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, it, it kind of makes them sort of fake. Well, it's baffling. It is baffling, especially like you know Bruce Springsteen. A list is endless of people that made yeah. that made you know their their audience members get an uh, an experimental injection from Big Pharma, who we always knew should at least be able to be questioned. But, you know, the vaccine became a kind of deity, you know, it, it, it took that, it, it sort of held that place in society. If you spoke against it, it was like you were talking out against God or something to some people. So how did it get elevated to, and you're, I think you're religious, will have religious I'm a feelings. I'm a, I'm a Christian, yeah. yeah. I mean, not not in a hateful way <laughs> like i don't i don't judge or condemn anybody but yeah that's my personal belief system so so that comment about it you know becoming a deity being elevated to that yeah. level um what does that tell us that there was some kind of vacuum that yeah people were looking for something well yeah. well spotted exactly i think it was a vacuum that was meticulously built in the souls of man you know weaponizing porn um you know demonizing the nuclear family as an intolerant sort of uh philosophy or you know what i mean like just things that gave us anachronistic sort yeah. of relic yeah, yeah relic or or something that you know and marxism basically you know it's just uh they let they they implanted a god-sized hole it takes a lot to keep your faith going it takes you know, and also I was listening to a sermon earlier today talking about uh, there's things in the Bible. I'm no Bible expert, but about how conversation and argumentation is a way of sort of quieting the the opportunity of, for God to speak to you. You know, because in order for that to happen, you have to be able to get quiet, you know, for decent, uh, significant amount of time daily, basically, to try to sort of connect and this world is so noisy and full of arguments and drama and then you know porn and distraction and you know all that kind of stuff 
I think it, it, it divorced people away from, from practicing faith. And they demonize faith. They make it seem like this intolerant thing that, you know, is uh, full of judgmental people that high-step you and all mm. that kind of stuff. Though a lot of people have found faith, too, through this. Because, um, again, spoken to many people about this here and privately. Uh, and and in the end, for many people, there's kind of no other way, no other place to go. Well, I think what we got confronted with was uh, evil. You know, I, I know that it happened in my life earlier than COVID. I, I had confrontations with evil. And so evil wasn't a concept to me. I knew that evil existed because the greatest trick Satan ever played was making you believe he didn't exist. And that's deception, you, right? Yeah, that's when Deceit. you become vulnerable. Yeah, he deceives you. Uh, he's the great deceiver, you know. And so I think a lot of people just couldn't fathom that evil could be running the show the way it was, or that there would be um, this movement to subjugate and control humanity. And so it seemed like anyone that would suggest that there was some form of, you know, conspiracy behind all this that you might not want to trust it at face value. <clears throat> you know, it became vogue to just go, well, you're crazy to think anything evil could be happening. Like, all we yeah. have to do is yeah. look at all of human history before yeah. to see that evil yeah. has been, you know, a big part of the story throughout. So I don't understand, you know, but people have amnesia to that. And now look where our world is. It's like, uh, you know, COVID was like sort of round one, I think. And now, and, and you could tell new there was something about it because it it actually brought out the worst in people. You know, yeah. seriously, the worst. And good things don't do that. Um, and, and I think people, you know, I've heard people say, "Well, nothing can be that evil." That's the whole point of evil. It's really bad. <laughs> it's it's evil. really evil. Yeah. That's no, what e it is. Listen, dude. There are evil, no limits. Man. Evil is good at being evil. Evil. I mean, I will give it, I'll tip my hat to the dark side. Like, well done. You know, you yeah. did your yeah. job really well. I funny, I had this thought, uh, like I was, I went down this Matthew Perry rat hole, you know, the guy from Friends who died. Yeah. And yeah. it was just after, I do a radio show and out of Australia, actually, TNT Radio. And it was after one of my radio shows. And, uh, um, I was at this like this spot I go to and just looking at Twitter and I went down this Matthew Perry rabbit hole like oh what's this roll of my eyes but it was pretty interesting actually and <clears throat> it was it had something to do with Dojo Cat that artist and she had demons and her album cover or this post she made where she's dressed as this like black demonic figure and all this crazy stuff and I was like thinking man the dark side those people whether they're, you know, the conspiracy of them doing satanic rituals and all these things are sort of like, uh, you know, ritualistic behavior, whether you believe it or not, it looks like they believe it and they put a lot of effort into it. Can you imagine if people of faith put that kind of effort into their faith? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus people, they just go to church kind of here and there. They read a little Bible every now and again. They don't do anything. The Satan people do all kinds of stuff. Like and They never want to make a fuss. Why, yeah. Like, why are the Satan people so motivated? They're, like, super motivated. 
yeah 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 all in yeah, yeah right all in um now okay so so you kind of had figured evil let's say you've just told us so when this covid thing came along did you get that sort of chilly feeling that this is what it was yeah it it had all the benchmarks i mean you can look at it like every human behavior plays out very similarly in the macro and the micro level you know like so if you're in a toxic relationship that's how evil plays out right gaslighting blame shifting cognitive dissonance uh you know um just basically and banality yeah the banality banality of evil Yeah, yeah yeah And then it plays out in the macro the same way. The same tactics are used. So you could once you are aware of those tactics on, in your personal life, then when the government is starting to play them out or or the media, <clears throat> it's the same thing. So I I knew right away something was off. It it didn't take me long. It was like I think I was scared of COVID for like two weeks into the pandemic. I got I went to the health food store and bought like five hundred dollars worth of supplements and started taking cold <laughs> showers every day and like was pretty freaked out for two weeks and then I just realized it was nonsense. I don't know how I knew. Yeah. I just did, you know. Then then you've got to relate to other people who are trying to figure it out as well and that's where things can start to sort of fall to pieces right with long established relationships even family relationships absolutely and and i felt a moral imperative because then i started doing research and um you know again if you if you do research in this world you get called crazy but that's your just that's just called being informed and due diligence and, it doesn't and the mean, alternative is head in the sand, right? <laughs> right. Like, what's the alternative? It's completely like just trusting what, you know, corporate sponsored television is telling you to think. That's that's the same thing to do. Like, it's just nuts. And so I just, I had this sort of moral uh, calling, I guess, is what I, how I would describe it. I mean, you know... Um, and I don't mean that to sound like I'm high and mighty, but I, I felt this urgency to speak out, even though I knew it would cause me trouble, you know, which it did a lot, a lot, yeah. <laughs> like <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> More than you thought? More than you thought? Probably. Like if I knew there's plenty of times where over the course of the you know last few years where I thought, man, if I knew than what I know now, I probably, I would have toned it down. I would have, I definitely would have toned it down. I don't think I would have been silent. I wouldn't have been silent. I don't think I could have been, but I would have toned it down. Let's put it that yeah. way, you know. Okay, if you could run it over again. Yeah, yeah if I could. Did you hit him? Yeah, I would have Russell branded it. Russell Brand, he, you know, came came out later, but he also is so diplomatic with the way he communicates. He's like an expert. Yeah, he's playing it a fine line. He play, yeah. He's an expert at diplomacy, and I am not. That is a skill set yeah. I need to learn. Though you need all all tool bits for the tool, you know. So yeah, um, to make it work. So because um, you had some pretty serious relationships in music there uh, that were, I'm sure. You know, didn't instantaneously happen. Built over years. That's right. Um, that that you know became, from what I've read, anyway, pretty awkward, to say the least. Oh yeah, 
No, I I definitely went through the cancel culture grinder, you know, and and it it hasn't fully recovered or anything like that either, you know. But I've also built a ton of new relationships over the course of the years as well, and you know, like I said, became a broadcast. Are they more meaningful? Do you think? Yeah, I would say so because. You know, I don't know. I think life evolves with meaning anyway. So just by virtue of the fact of this is where we are now. And also, you know, before COVID, it was like, I don't know. I would say most of the difficulties in my life were more personal. They, they weren't, you know, they weren't sort of shared by society. So now there's this sort of community where we've all endured similar difficulties as a collective. So that, that sort of blossoms this kind of deeper meaning amongst your sort of brethren, I guess. So what happened, you know, to, with those relationships, those deals, all those opportunities, did they start to like fall over one by one? Did they? Yeah. They fell over one by one, but in the course of like two weeks, it was all gone. Oh, yeah, it's pretty rapid. Yeah, it was fast. I had like a tour booked. I, I had a double album getting ready to come out on a record label. I had a super group. The record is done. It's still done. It's on my computer. You know what I mean? Okay, like, so sitting there, never released, right? Never, never. and and it, with like. The the group I'm speaking of theirs was like quite famous people you would have heard about and and uh, I mean I'm not going to name names because for one I still think it will eventually come out and also I'm not vindictive I I mean forgiveness is a huge thing if you're if you're yeah. walking around bitter then the devil has won you know like, yeah that, I was going to say that's kind of evil side isn't it that's evil that's he's interested in our souls and our souls are only relinquished with our own internal landscape. So if I'm at peace and I'm, you know, loving even people that maybe let me down in certain ways, then he has not won. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like he has yeah, lost. Could... <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Right. So what was that what was that experience like? And it sort of culminated or or I mean, we've got to get the horse before the cart, but in the LA Times hit piece, which I read earlier, and it's pretty brutal the way they put it, but um, what was it like as those things started to sort of fail for you in such short time? I mean, how did you handle that? It was scary, man, because I also have a, I have a two-year-old child, you know, a little over two uh, now. It's, yeah. So I had a kid at that time. My first one, I'm a late bloomer in that, you know. And, you know, yeah, I this is how I've made my living for the last 25 years. So... I didn't exactly develop other skill sets, you know, and even, and I've had, and I'm kind of a victim of a trust fund, uh, not literally, not a trust from, from my family, but when you have a certain amount of success, you know, and I, I kind of carried that success for a long time. Not that it was ever overwhelming success, but it was enough to where I had management. I always had a booking agent. I always had gigs. I, you know, like, I, like to me, I never felt like I really made it, but it wasn't until all those things <clears throat> went away that I realized, wow, I had a lot going on for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's pretty interesting. And it's I, important I say to... the victim of the trust fund thing because 
there's a lot of independent yep. artists that they know how to do every little thing of their own thing yep. already because yep. they built it that way whereas that's not how i built it i got a record deal and it, and it was like kind of a, a decent amount of success that i had people taking care of all these things so when all of them went away I really am just figuring out how to do all that stuff now. I mean, including today, <laughs> I'm still like going like, Hey, I got to get this together. I got to get my web, you know, like that's the kind of journey I'm on right now. And it, it's interesting. So it's like having the rug pulled a bit, really, isn't it? Yeah, it was, but it was humbling though. It was good. It's good for my soul. Good for my ego. Like it was an ego destroyer. You know, and that's always a good. Yeah. That's always a good yeah. thing. I mean, how's that's just, cleaned out the ego? <laughs> you know, and and hopefully we're done with that. You know, like you know, I'm not wanting. You don't need another one, right? I yeah. don't want another one, but you never know. I mean, it's almost like how much does God rate you? If God really rates you, He gives you like you know, look what look look what Jesus got. You know, like that. Yeah. You know, that's like yeah. the upper echelon. You don't want that much. You just like a little <laughs> ego bashing, and then can I what me? Yeah. Can you find someone else? Yeah. Right. Um, though it's important, isn't it? Um, you know, you, you've got a kid, and you've got to be able to look. I mean, I got three, and it's been tough because of you know the the you know what we're talking about. But you got to be able to look them in the eye honestly, and um, even if they don't like what you've done and say, well, you know, I've, as far as I'm concerned, I've done the right thing. And, and that's, and that's what I have to do for you, you know, whether you agree or not. And, and maybe yours is a bit young, but I've got adult children. So mm. that's kind of what I'm thinking when I say that. Right. Yeah. She's too young to even realize anything. Yeah. You know? But you'll be able to one day you'll say, Hey daddy, <laughs> you know, when she looks at the LA times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God forbid. Um, yeah. Now, um, hit pieces are interesting because I've talked to a few people who've had hit pieces done on them here and uh, and around the world, and they've kind of, a couple of stories, they've kind of sort of been lured into it, you know, that, hey, we're going to do a piece, you know, and they, they you know, do a great interview and they think it's gone well. Next thing is like, what the WTF, what the hell <laughs> happened here? Was that what happened exactly. to you? Exactly, 1,000%. In fact, I had a publicist call me up, um, and I was already getting a lot of like real like negative things. I think, I think I already lost some things at that point. Actually, I think I had lost all those things at that point. And so I was kind of vulnerable to then this publicist guy who's I'm good friends with. He did not mean to do this. He thought it was a good thing. He was like, Oh my God, LA times wants to do something on you. And it's, it's good. I think. And I was like kind of desperate in a way, because all that stuff had gone away. And I was like, oh, maybe this could help me get a booking agent. <laughs> resurrect, know? yeah. Like, right. Like, it was like, it was the exact opposite of that. It was like, I was already down. It was already down at that point. Like, I was already kind of like, you know, it was like, I'd already been kind of knocked out in a way. Um, but that was like the knife, the knifing, you know, at that point. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking at the the piece. It was uh, August 10th, 2021. There you are with um, your babe in yeah. arms there. She had, just, um, she had just been born, you know. Even that picture yeah. is like, you know, it's just, yeah, everything about it is pretty evil, you know. 
Yeah, they've used the, the image in a completely the uh, wrong context, let's say, right. for what follows. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it didn't feel like there was a hit piece being put together on you at the time. And, and then was it just a matter of like, it, it is published, you read it and go, oh my God. Yeah, basically. I mean, what are you going to do? It's, it, yeah, what, what, like, you can. Well, you feel, get angry. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's almost more psychedelic than that, honestly. It's not, it's not so clear cut because, uh, you feel an energy sweep over your standing in the world. You actually feel it. You, you can feel it. Um, it's pal palpable. I can't say that word, but you know the word I'm trying to say. So you know, it, you palpable. Yeah, yeah palpable. Yeah, you can feel it. I mean, and uh, it's it's. I, I gotta say, it's an interesting experience. You know, <laughs> like I mean, the thing is, we were talking about the god-sized hole. Another aspect of that is social media and getting people addicted to likes and the dopamine of likes. Because if you yeah. think about it, you know, I had in my social media world, it was always like a fair bit of attention. And usually it was like a rah, rah, rah for he's a jolly good fellow every time I would make a post. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I enjoyed yeah. that, you know, and all that went away, too. It was like hate, 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 then shadow banned. And even now my Instagram is like throttled. It's like nothing like what it was. And I post all the time still. I don't really let it defeat me, but it's, you know, it's all stuff I need to sort of build back up in other ways. But what my point of saying all that is they got people addicted to likes because then it becomes more difficult to use your voice in ways that you know are going to foster social shame. And social shame or being... Um, kicked out of the tribe is is a huge fear most people have because it, it it's primal like you know it it's linked to our survival if you're kicked out of the tribe back when we were like sort of cavemen that meant you you were gonna yeah. die you know saber tooth tiger or, or the other caveman down the road's gonna yeah you're, you're done you know so that's that's in our dna you know and and that's the fear mo that's why most people would not speak up and I think it takes people that have a faith uh, in God, really, for the most part, to speak up because they're sort of doing it for something spiritual rather than physical. And that's the coercion, isn't it? Because, again, people are saying now, and it was predicted, you know, oh, you had a choice. Oh, we didn't make you. Oh, we didn't yeah. hold you down. But but that what you just explained there that is the no choice that is the coercion right there. Oh yeah, no, they were coerced. Absolutely, we were all coerced. You know, I, the funny thing is, is my life. Honestly, if I would have kept my mouth shut, my life would not have had to change, and I could definitely have not taken the vaccine. And you could have skirted around. I the could edges, have skirted right? around it easily, easily. Like there was no job that was going to fire me. I mean, the band I was in, they were they were sort of saying, "Hey, you got to get it." because we won't be able to go on tour, but I could have skirted around that. I mean, I had a podcast going on. My co-host was saying, hey, you got to get it because we got to get guests. And I could have skirted around that. I mean, I could have taken... Yeah, but there was nothing to do with we might get this thing and it might we might get real sick. It was just so, you know, business as usual can carry on. Exactly. Yeah. I think most people knew that. Deep so so after that, that LA Times piece came out, what what 
what happens then? What's the pathology of what happens after that? Because that's, you know, that's um, big publication, massive distribution. Plenty of people are going to see that. What happens? <clears throat> kind of not much. I had a few gigs. Those got instantly canceled. And then that's it. Then you don't have your career anymore. You just basically, you know, I, I mean, and that remains sort of true for me in a way. Like I had a healthy touring life all the time and it's still in process of me building that back back up. I mean, I'm getting ready. I play, you know, I'm getting ready to play a hometown show in Akron the day before Thanksgiving. I used to do that every every year and that that's back. I mean, I don't think anybody takes, you know, my cancellation seriously anymore because it was all around the vaccine and i think basically everybody knows the vaccine is nonsense at this point whether they're willing to admit it or not i mean there was yeah, a they're three, not ready to walk it back quite maybe yet, not but, quite yeah. all the way but there was a three percent uptake of the new booster in america it says it all doesn't it it says mm-hmm. it all i mean so it's like i i feel you know and i'm writing I'm writing bangers over here. You know what I mean? So I'm not worried. I do think I will, like, you know, be able to build my career in a, in a way. They make a comeback. I think so. Is that, is that yeah. how they say it? Don't call it a comeback. But yeah. I, and and yeah. honestly, man, I became a bro- I'm, I became what you do. I, I work, been working with TNT Radio out of Australia. It's a, it's a new 24-hour news talk radio. And I was doing, yep. uh, you know five days a week three interviews a a night for a while now i do the saturday night show i think it's going to expand to another day in the weekends and that's been great i mean i've enjoyed that you know that's like uh and and outside of like the struggles of sort of the brass tacks of money i've had more stress over money that was never really in my life that much before um not that i was loaded but i just never really stressed it um so i've had to kind of grapple with that a little bit more in recent years but outside of that i would say in terms of interest my life's been it's been an interesting turn like well you mean more more rich yeah because it has been more difficult it, and, and because I've had to do different things like that are interesting and it, it and that have been fulfilling in their own way and have led me into cultivating other kinds of relationships that are pretty interesting. And then so I think when the music piece comes back into play, that's going to blossom into something that's ultimately yeah. much more um interesting and dynamic than if i would have just carried on as a musician the whole time you just reminded me i was at um, a gathering not too long ago and it was quite a sort of interesting mix of people and and some had known each other for a while and 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 some hadn't but everyone kind of knew about the other people and we all sort of sat down at the end of the evening and agreed that without what had happened none of us would have had anything to do with any of us in this room before Exactly. Yet here we were, kind of in some kind of very close solidarity and really feeling it, though surprised that it could be that way. Right. So did you have a similar experience as me? Did you speak out? Did you refuse it? Did you get canceled or anything I, like I, that? I, that's a good question. Um, uh, I was in a more mainstream media organization 
that at the beginning of all of this was reporting in the way that we we didn't like mainstream media reporting it. Okay, let me put it that way. So I decided that I couldn't be part of that. I was a newscaster then. I didn't want to be scaring people. I didn't want to be part of the fear machine. I had a little bit of a buffer, so I decided to bail, okay, out of that. Went in later on through a, a person I knew who had a business news publication. I thought, well, that will be neutral. It's got nothing to do with, you know, news or mainstream stuff. But uh, that became problematic with the the staff who insisted that everybody take the vaccine. And I was the only one. And it became impossible to work there, so dipped out of there. Um, kicked around for a bit and kind of, yeah, um, I don't know if you call it a, a religious experience, but kind of said to the the big beyond, you know, use me. I can communicate. That's one thing I'm, I sort of know how to do from years of doing it. And very quickly after that, a chain of events has, has led me to be one of the founders of this radio network, which in our country is the fastest growing media platform now and uh, is quite remarkable as I sit and watch the decay of where I used to be. It's going down, man. There's no question uh, that the model is is crumbling. So I skirted around the edge, kind of. Didn't go too public. Uh, um, obviously, if I was a public artist like you, I probably would have been more exposed to that. But have come through sort of the experience in, a, I would say, a better place, actually, even though that you know there's a lot of anxiety in there and what the hell is the world coming to <laughs> and, and worrying about earning, all that sort of stuff. But um, but it's it's kind of worked out okay, and I feel like um, I'm making doing what I can in the little way I can with my colleagues to well to try and help people to persuade them to think clearly again. Let me put it that way. Mm. That's great, man. That's cool. I can I can yeah. feel that energy off of you. That's well. Well communicated. And people are starting to listen. So that that's yeah. good. And and I think that's kind of what you indicated. You, you sort of get past that bit. People sort of relax a bit. Though you've still got in the music business, this is what I find difficult to take. I mean, those artists that I just loved. Yeah. I got a problem with it now. It, it, it's it doesn't sort of mean the same anymore. Yeah. I don't know what to do about that. I don't know how to help you there, man, because it is, it's bizarre. It, it, I, I mean, yeah, you, I think you mentioned Neil Young. I don't know if you did, but yeah, the Joe Rogan yeah, thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Spotify. I mean, I mean, Johnny Mitchell. I mean, I was just yeah. such a fan, you know, and yeah. couldn't believe the the depth of wisdom and lyrics written by someone so young. And, 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 and you know, same with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I've, yeah, Crosby went just, that and, way And too. then they, they do this to me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, with Neil Young, it's it's particularly weird because uh, it's well for one, keep on rocking in the free world, and needle exactly. needle in the damage done is it's like simulation sort of fodder. But I mean, with, with you know, he railed against Joe Rogan, who is the biggest voice yeah. in in media, and by that by virtue of that fact is by having Malone on and yeah and. What's the other guy? The other McCall, hot Peter guy. McCullough. Yeah, that, I've, I've interviewed McCullough. Who I've we've interviewed had on this Peter program? McCullough He's a great guy. Times, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and Joe Rogan, by virtue of the fact that he's the biggest voice in media, is middle of the road. So you're going against somebody who's couldn't be more middle of the road. Who, yeah, who had mm. on experts, and you're using that as a way. You know, yeah. It's like, even if you disagree, 
that's fine. Disagree all you want, but like, you do you really disagree with the principle free speech? <laughs> that just seems like I don't know. It's just hard to and, and bodily autonomy. Yeah, and and all those yeah, and, all those and, things. And again, you're trusting your news. You're trusting your sources, which is big pharma. I mean. We've always known they're corrupt. They brought they brought in opiates yeah. for you know basically. Well, you know. Yeah, paying out for damage is part of their business model. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they didn't invent opiates. Yeah, but you know, I, I think um, what it taught me was the power of repetitive media. Yeah, just uh, in fact, I became very interested, and many people have, in you know th those propaganda techniques from an earlier era. Yeah, seeing them played out with the modern technology. It, I mean, you could, it's so clear to see. What about now? I mean, the other the other wild thing is what's going on with uh, Israel and Palestine is, you know, for three years, if you just said, hey, I'm into free speech and maybe that vaccine is uh, something we should think twice about. You're a racist. You got called a racist, 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 racist. And now we're seeing actual weird racism about the Palestinian people all over the place. Like, those people are animals. Those are savages. It's like, what are you talking about, man? They're people. Like, uh, it's just <laughs> yeah. so crazy. And and uh, it, to see, just to see these different narratives play out and, and, and catch wind and, and, and be picked up. Uh, I think in... The this conflict, um, you raised that, I think it was whoever was first to the most atrocious images kind of got the upper hand. Um, and I'm thinking back to, you know, when that story, when when that whole thing broke, I won't call it a story to sort of minimize it, when the whole thing broke, um, you know, the first scenes that came through were, you know, horrific uh, images from that uh, music festival. Yeah, but a lot you know? of that stuff has been debunked. We've, we've, I know. Dude, we've had it's a, we, had we, its we, effect. Okay, but we've had a master class on propaganda for the last few years. So, you, and, and, and the wild thing is, it's mostly the right-wingers now who are saying, like, we need to silence that person, that person needs to, you know. It exactly flipped. And, be, and what's weird yeah. is because of the COVID thing and my stance with that... I became called like an alt-right guy, which is so funny <laughs> to me. I've had that too. I, yeah, I used to be a lefty. And now I'm a lefty again because I'm like yeah. saying cease fire. So now I'm all of a sudden agreeing with all these like really woke people and Bernie Sanders and Mark Ruffalo. And like, it's like, what is going on? And, uh, and like these other people that were pro-free speech. And I thought like, oh, I didn't think I was like that guy. But I guess I am. Now they're the ones saying no free speech. It's like principles mean nothing to these people, apparently, or to most people, it seems like. It's it's more just, just really that... like whatever your agenda is, whatever story you like, that's what you'll protect. And you'll throw out the principles to protect that. But I'm more into the principles. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, and... and... And maybe that's kind of again what evil does. It, it doesn't take sides. It it it'll have everyone fighting everyone. Yeah, it's even better. Yeah, that's true. You know, as long as it, it's dysfunctional and um and and terrible, we're, we're happy. You know, um, yeah. it's all good. Uh, but you'd think people would have learnt. 
and and uh, and picked up a bit of discernment along the way to interpret what they see now apply a few filters right yeah and also to be like well wait a minute we we didn't like it when they tried to cancel us for questioning a covid vaccine why are you trying to cancel other people for saying cease fire now like yeah you don't see that so controversial yeah you don't see the <laughs> yeah it's just uh it's bizarre i have to say um i don't know how much you hear this but from outside your country we do look to the us and we do kind of scratch our head you know as to what 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 the whole thing's about anymore i think there there would it be fair to say that there's sort of like a division between the way america operates in a foreign policy sense and 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 like we can look at uh, recent elections and see dodgy things have been going going on there but it seems like the average american is kind of okay but the institutions the public institutions are something separate and operate on a different level and have a huge influence in the world and are involved in all these horrible things the ukraine um uh, involved in israel gaza um were the epicenter of you know it seems the manufacture or the invention and manufacture of the covid um virus i mean what's going on in the us of a do you think i think it's because it's the only thing standing in the way of subjugating and control controlling all of mankind i mean um, if america falls so will every other place in terms of freedom that's what we think we have mm. we have the constitution it's funny but it's words on a piece of paper if you think about if you really break it down that is that is holding them back and if they can create enough chaos in America and try to get the American empire to just fall and crumble, then they can subjugate and control all of mankind. And so, yeah. so America the last line is under brutal attack, uh, both mm. from within and without. And so therefore all those things you listed occur because it's not, you know, I don't know who has America's best interests. You know, I, clearly Biden doesn't. I mean, Trump seems to more than Biden, but then again, he's... yeah. But he was Operation Warp Speed, exactly. So... And so I'm no big <sighs> Trump guy either because of that. And he's also like, you know, pro this new war. Uh, even though he was against the Ukraine-Russian war, he's like, you know, rah rah rah. Uh, you know, I think he's a little less like of a warlord than Biden, but there's no sort of peace candidate other than uh what's his name cornell west is that his name uh right, he's, yeah, the, he's the, the he's the only one that's that's uh preaching about peace you know even rfk jr it came out and said you know this unprovoked attack from hamas you know and it's like um he seemed like a bright light but there's something a bit off about him he's off i can't help i i know I, they've actually invited me to play one of his rallies out here in arizona which i might do i mean i do like the guy uh but i agree with you there's something a bit off and and you know the main thing that's off is him saying like Oh my God! This unprovoked attack, and and if you think about it too, in terms of Hamas being they're barbarians, they're animals, and I am not defending anything that they've done. I'm not pro-terrorist no. or pro-Hamas at all. Um, but every but what we what you have essentially is a slave revolt. Those people live in an open-air concentration camp essentially, and so you know every time 
an oppressed group of people has revolted. They've been called savages from the African-Americans to the American Indians. It always happens. And they're always bloody because they're trying to make a point. You know what I mean? It's like we have to start looking at human nature and people just want to get on Twitter and go like those people, those people bad, these people good. And they don't want to look any deeper than that at all. And it's like always way deeper than that. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're not wrong there. <laughs> so um, back to to you and where you go from now. But see, look at um, even when I say think... now, like I keep like I can't help but put my foot in it and get canceled all over again, dude. <laughs> I think I'm addicted to getting canceled. It's like been too long. <laughs> yeah, that's your thing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the next cancellation. Yeah. <laughs> Another milestone. Exactly. So, so you'll keep on. Well, you know the the creativity that never goes away, does it? Nah. So, and and um, it, you'll just it doesn't you'll, go you'll... away if you allow yourself to use your voice. If you silence your voice, yes, you you avoid getting canceled. You avoid those things, but you also avoid your own soul's expansion because our souls expand through the power of our voices, and so we need to use our voices. And so that's ultimately why I chose to use my voice and why I'm still choosing to use it. And as an artist, I am, don't hesitate to write a song like Ceasefire Now because I'm like, I don't, what, what are you going to do to me? Cancel? That's empowering. That's, that's an yeah. empowering place to be in. And as an artist, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very inspiring place to be at. Well, um, I should tell our listeners that you've got a website. It's um, it's uh, josepharthur.com, yeah. right? So people can go and, and catch yeah. up with you and there. And X, I think you've written... At, at Joseph Arthur. Instagram is at Joseph underscore Arthur. Okay, good. Yeah. And we'll put those links with the replay. This is live right now, but we, yeah. we'll have it as the replay and as well. I have a TNT radio show every Saturday night starting at 8 p.m. Eastern now. So I have lots of, okay. lots of good guests. I want you to come on my radio show. I'd love to. And I wonder if we could hook up and, and play it as well. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I could link you guys. I mean, they're, they're, it's yeah. funny. I don't. It sounds similar because have you heard of TNT radio at all? It's. I've, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't heard any, I don't think of the content, but I think I'm aware that it exists. Yeah, yeah. it's a similar thing to you guys. It's a building. They're just going to vi full video format in the next coming yeah, months. Yeah, well, we're looking at that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, that's fun. Okay, well, I'd love, I'd love to come on the show. Yeah, dude, I'll have you come on for, I'm serious, that would be fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you on my show and for our listeners to to hear you, to meet you, to hear you, that wonderful array of microphones because I can see you. And that harmony, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. American singer, songwriter from Akron, Ohio. Thanks for coming thanks, on our Paul. show Appreciate and uh, all the best. And I look forward to chatting you, with you on your show. Okay. All right. So I'll just, I'll just write back on this email that you sent me and try to get you on. Yep.
Your people talk to mine. And- My people is me, dude. That's what happens. Yeah, that- That's what happens when you get canceled. You're you're your own yeah, people. Same. That's the whole thing. Yeah, my- I used yeah, to have I put people. On a different- I want people again. I'm I'm trying to work for people again. Get to get the people. I'll, I'll put on a voice, but it's me. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll piss out right now. All right. Uh, all the best. Thanks for coming on. All right. God bless. Bye bye. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.